Alright, what's up, slut? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do? Some good news. Good news. Yeah? My sphincter was fast enough. Oh. So I was gonna say we should change this to come fight me in the shark. <laughs> oh. To come fight me in the shark. <laughs> what did I eat last night? The internet's only podcast willing to keep recording while the shit is flowing. <laughs> The internet's only podcast with the courage to record after eating Quiznos. <laughs> oh my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Quiet, man. Do I'm not quiet. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am sure. Don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here. Do it. Stop running. Go back in. Do not Run. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of them. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark, the internet's only podcast with the numbers to stage a full siege on Ghost Adventure Cruise. Wait. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> to stage a full siege on Zach Bagans and his boys. Oh. I'm in your fort. I'm going to take it over. I'm going to siege it. I'm, I'm Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning start. Oh, we are dude, off to dude, the races so, so hard. I mean, you know, like you really got to put out for the right episodes. And mm-hmm. uh, since this one is, I'm not even going to pretend. It's it's such a dive from our last one. Uh, oh, oh that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> We, we, it doesn't deserve a good intro. When Zach Bagans robbed the world of the magic of La Palaza. Oh. And let this one stay. He let fucking old Fort Erie stay and took down Nico Santucci. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of Nico Santucci, we get a bunch of people in, in jaunty sashes over in, in fair Canada. We get... A party of Dwight's. Yes. One <laughs> thousand percent. Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. Millions of families suffer every year. Let's just get the fuck into it yeah. as we talk about Ghost Adventures Season 4, Episode 11, Old Fort Erie. August 15th, 1814 was one of the bloodiest days in Canadian history. This is the site of probably Canada's bloodiest, darkest, gruesome day. It's a bloody, gruesome day, not just for Canada, but for every single person who ever set foot in this place back in 1814. Right here where I'm standing at the old Fort Erie in Ontario, Canada, is where over 1,000 people were killed in a single night as British troops attacked American forces inside. Now these guns were designed to kill men at over a mile. In fact, the smaller the guns, in British Army testing at 600 yards, it passed through 19 people oh, in a split row. Split right through them. Now that's just how many they're going to hit directly. If you're struck in the chest, your chest is a cavity. You burst. Your bones become shrapnel and can kill and wound men around you. Can you imagine? So my pieces of my rib could go through Nick's forehead and kill him. It could go into his throat, cut off vein or artery. He'll be dead in a couple minutes. Daryl, you are a plethora of graphic, gory <laughs> details. I have never heard from anybody's mouth before that a piece of my rib 
could kill another man. <laughs> I hope you don't have to hear it too often. Yes. I love Canadian hospitality. <laughs> Thank you very much. This is a further disservice to the world because this is the only episode in the entirety of the Ghost Adventures canon where they go to Canada. <laughs> well, yeah, and the only reason they go is because it was a fort manned mostly by Americans. Yeah, it's very close to the border. It's an easy crossing. You can get there in like 30 minutes, I think. It's a very <laughs> patriotic episode. Because let's introduce it. Old Fort Erie was a an important fort in the the war of 1812 on august 15th in 1814 a thousand men were killed in one night that number is too much for zach oh he can't even fucking handle he's like this this has got to be like one of the bloodiest sights in all of canada which (laughs) no no if you're talking about soldiers who are officially soldiers, yeah, probably, maybe. If you really want blood on Canada soil, just look at residential schools or... (laughs) Good lord. Welcome to the dark side. This one shot in the intro of this episode. Uh Uh-huh. Because it kind of encapsulates so much of this episode. It flashes this, like, really bad Photoshop image... (laughs) (laughs) of these two soldiers and one of them is missing a head and the other one is missing his arms yeah and his face is like really poorly like photoshopped like like a chonky boy face yeah and they're both standing together at the fort and it and they use it several times and there's no reason for it it's it's has no context. It doesn't make sense to have that image. Unless you're putting in the context of the headless sergeant. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> is he, is it the headless sergeant friends with like a, an armless doughboy? <laughs> because that would make, that would make this a lot more of an interesting haunting. So one of the spooky stories, which is a warlocks is there was a sergeant whose head was taken off because in classic military style of the time, a an officer in the middle of the battle was like, hmm, you know what? It's time for a good shave. I want to look good for the <laughs> battlefield. Can you not wait? No. Anyways, he gets a shave. A cannonball goes wild, explodes his fucking head. Maybe the gentleman who was shaving him, because God knows he wasn't shaving himself, an officer, shave himself? Ugh. No. Balderdash. No, of course uh, not. Maybe that gentleman lost his arm at the same time. Both arms, according Both to this arms. horribly photoshopped <laughs> image. <laughs> and he looks very disappointed about the whole thing. I mean, wouldn't you be? I'd be fed up as a ghost for eternity next to this headless sergeant. Like, it's Black Knight rules. It doesn't really affect him that much to have both of his arms gone. (laughs) He's just kind of pissed off. What the hell do you do as a ghost with no arms? You can't do shit. You can, like, yell. You can make noises, but you can't do anything cool. You lick people. You just wait for somebody to bend over, just lick their assholes. <laughs> just flick, just, just get them right on the earlobe. <laughs> the, the wettest of willies. <laughs> that would that would freak me out so bad. Hard, I could feel like this on my on my butt. Don't show me. No, I'm being serious. I, I am too. 
And also, this this photo is a, a perfect thing to keep in mind because of the amount of times in the past Zach has stated that this is a family program, right? This is a they can't do X, Y, and Z. They can't show the full possession videos or all of the like threatening that Zach does to Aaron and Pavelia right. because it's a family program. And then they show that, and then for the the reenactment of the sergeant losing his head, they throw. They had fun with this, by the way. Yeah, yeah. They, oh, I, yes, they, they throw did. they throw chopped liver at the wall. Yeah, at, with with some shaving cream in it, which oh, <laughs> oh, the fucking the PAs that put that shit together, hilarious. It's good that they built that kind of goodwill for what happens later in this episode. I bet that was Gizzy the Glizzy Gobbler. <laughs> I'm going to credit him with that. He's their permanent PA. He's cracking jokes with the other witnesses. He's the reason that Sam Stark doesn't like Zack. That's why Sam is in a bad mood. Hi, Sam. How you doing? Good. Guys, keep your distance. Don't mess with him. <laughs> if he walks by you, you let him walk by and you greet him. We should probably start talking about Daryl Learn. Oh, yes. We got to get into this because <laughs> the, the our main host of witnesses are all semi-professional reenactors docents they're docents docent the first person we see uh daryl learn is like a dolly prompt if you typed in male historical reenactor <laughs> dude he is the proudest neckbeard oh yeah first off i'm like what the fuck is a docent so i look it up and it's basically a guide. Yeah. So you just know that these people fucking take their job so seriously that they're like, they demand to be credited as docents instead of tour guides. Well, and they clearly take it seriously because I think there's good reason why Daryl. Dwight Schrute. Well, D Dwight Learn <laughs> is taking them through and not Sam Stark. <laughs> Because Daryl has Zach's number immediately. Oh, he knows exactly how to talk to these people. In fact, the smaller the guns in British Army testing at 600 yards could pass through 19 people oh, in a split row. Split right through them. If you're struck in the chest, your chest is a cavity. You burst. Your bones become shrapnel and can kill and wound men around you. Wow. <laughs> can you imagine that? That's so my pieces of my rib could go through Nick's forehead and kill him. It could go into his throat, cut off vein or artery, he'll be dead in a couple minutes. Daryl, you are a plethora of graphic, gory <laughs> details. I have never heard from anybody's mouth before that a piece of my rib could kill another man. Come. What was that film review that we read? I can't remember the movie. Oh, for The Fog? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so for The Fog remake that we cackled in the theater about and ruined several dates, um, <laughs> somebody wrote a fucking review that was like, it's like a perfect movie. Uh, there's hot chicks and people dying in cool ways. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's and that's Daryl to a T. This is probably one of the first people to really see Zach for who he is. It's kind of beautiful, really, because Daryl just like stares through Zach's soul. He's like, yeah, I understand. I, I know. I know you. Oh, yeah. He knows that Zach doesn't care about history. Dude, he's he's feeding Zach gory, insane stories like a mama bird. 
just, oh, yeah. just, blah, 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 just blah, blowing out all <laughs> over him. And Zach is oh, just flabbergasted. He's loving this so much. Yeah, dude, fucking Daryl's just like leaning right into Zach and be like, hey, <laughs> do you know your chest is an empty cavity? Oh, yeah. If it gets hit by a cannonball. Mm, mm. They burst. Oh, they burst burst everywhere <laughs> so hard so hard that your bones oh, they could kill other people okay mm. the way he describes this shit he's trying to imply that this was like a military strategy of the time yeah or it's like they would target like the largest man <laughs> and shoot him with a cannon, knowing that he would turn into shrapnel and kill his friends. It's so dumb. There's a six foot four lad over there. Aim the cannons, boys. Dude, it's like it's like he's describing a video game where like you shoot the biggest, the big like big flashing red characters, and they explode, yeah. causing area damage. Save your RPGs for when the tank shows up. <laughs> I know there has an area of effect blast, oh. but you're going to want to save it for the direct damage on the take because then you get splash damage, okay, from the bones. Nerds! <laughs> get those nerds! 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 Right after this, we get introduced to another docent, uh, Sam Stark. The largest docent. Zach has a name for him, but I'm going to call him Absolute Chad, Sam Stark. <laughs> As he comes walking by oh. through frame, apparently uncaring that there's a shot going on, and Zach is immediately like, Hey, Sam, how's, how are you? <laughs> and Sam, you know that, like, Sam wasn't as grumpy as they tried to make him out to be. I think that they, they pushed him into a character corner because these docents are fucking character actors. Like, yeah. that's what they do. And he comes by and he's like, hey, fellas. And then Zach's like, whoa, gotta look out. I, I have some theories about Sam. Oh. <laughs> I just have a sinking suspicion that Sam is one of the more senior docents who was giving them the rundown of, like, how to be there at night and not fuck up the historical exhibits that Sam cares about so much. <laughs> and he was probably like slapping Zach and Aaron's hands away from touching shit for the whole morning. Definitely. He probably had prior, <laughs> prior interactions with Zach. Cause Zach on the record about a thousand times talking about how he doesn't like bullying. I'm pretty sure this is the most bullying outside of Aaron. I've ever seen him do to a person. <laughs> Because Zach is doing that, like, overly differential behavior, like, to, to the point where it's, like, petty. Because after he walks away, Zach is like, oh, you don't want to mess with him. I'm going to call him Bluto. Oh, man. And Daryl, he is tickled pink. I'm going to call him Bluto. <laughs> don't mess with Bluto. Because I don't like bullies. I hate bullies. I was bullied when I was a kid. And I hate when other people are bullied. There's a subtext, because Daryl wants to be lead docent, Eric. Oh, he is not nearly large enough uh -uh. to be lead docent. Dude, like, they, the next person they talk to is a docent. And mm -hmm. she, she is also large. And I swear, this whole place, you have to be a certain size 
to be a docent there. <laughs> if any of them are hit with a cannonball, the whole place goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, yeah. <laughs> you know, that night when they talk about, because one of the big incidents that happened during this battle that killed about 200 people right away was the powder magazine went up. It was not somebody lighting on fire. It was just a big boy who had a, <laughs> who had a belly full of beans. He had had a large dinner. He was the largest boy there, <laughs> sitting there. He just finished, and he was patting his his stomach, and a fucking cannonball slipped right through the window yeah. into his gut, creating the largest explosion that killed hundreds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had that moment where it, it goes into his gut, and his gut, like, sloops in, and then there's a, a pause. <laughs> Everything kind of goes quiet as like yes. we see the like the light of the battlefield go like blue and white and all the soldiers are looking like, huh? Yeah, 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 Akira explosion. Now fuck off, I'm full. Oh, sir. Hmm? It's only a wafer thing. Well, I couldn't eat another thing. I'm absolutely stuffed. Bugger horse. Just, just one. Just one. Just the one. Tatsuo! Ganido! We get another witness in Catherine Stark. Catherine Stark? <laughs> yeah. Why? I didn't even. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are they married? They must be. <laughs> Holy shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, Catherine, not knowing that Zach is bullying her husband, tells them about the powder magazine blowing up. They cut to Daryl, of course, to fill in all the gory details about chunks of guts falling on other people's bayonets, etc. <laughs> yeah, it's so cartoony. It's so goofy. Yeah. That's like a scene out of fucking Monty Python. <laughs> like they're sitting there and they're, they all have their bayonets up and a fucking arm lands on one and they're like, oh, mm, <laughs> bad weather, ain't it? Catherine Stark is getting oversold by Daryl talking about all that goopy goopy sauce landing on all these soldiers. And then she tries to tell a story about um, seeing a man looking at her through the window with a great bushy beard. Like that's going to describe half of the fucking neck beards who are at this reenactment. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. These neck beards have some pretty scraggly facial hair. Speaking of uh, other docents and other stories, uh, Catherine does try to tell a story about the Captain Kingsley still sleeping in his bed <laughs> where they would make the bed. And then in the morning, it would be all messed up. But she can't get to the end of that story before Zach is just like, mm, mm, man's bed. Oh, I got a gay bash. I got a gay bash. Nick we will go up into his room and the bed's all messed up. And the sheets are pulled back, the pillows on the floor, and you sometimes here, you can see an imprint yeah. of a body. You know who here has great, great experience in guys' beds? Nick Groff. Uh, I know, I know somebody who knows things about sitting, sitting in, in, in men's beds. <laughs> uh, he's great at it. He's great at sitting in men's beds. <laughs> 
I know a guy who, who loves to sleep with men. <laughs> um, it's Nick. He's right behind you. Nick, Nick over there. He's gay. He's gay. He's gay. Look at yeah. him. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> Nick, remember when how you were in that bed and Father Pieris was like, oh, yeah, dude, it's so funny. Dude, he's, he's so gay, dude. <laughs> I'm not. And meanwhile, Aaron sets up this beautiful shot of, of Sam like staring directly at the camera between the two of them. But <laughs> yeah. Sam is low key. My favorite character in oh. this just because of his constant dead stare at Zach. He is a silent treasure. I don't think that man has the capability to smile. He looks like he's about maybe 40. I don't see a single laugh line around his eyes or forehead. His energy is in stark contrast with, hey, stark, in stark <laughs> contrast with Zach, because Zach knows that this episode is not great. So he's mm-hmm. amping it up to max. He's, he's way up. He's at 11. It feels painful how obvious it is, like how not truly excited he is. Like, when he's talking to Catherine at one point, he just goes, he, <laughs> he's got no enthusiasm, and he just says, uh, this is a dark, b- bloody little, little <laughs> fort, isn't it? He's only excited in two parts. Anytime he's talking to Daryl, because Daryl's like, oh, the blood, oh, <laughs> the guts, oh, so many people died. But he does it in that, like, oh, that, like, nerd way, where it's like, you you are aware of um uh, how much blood exists inside the human body. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you know that uh that the human body is mostly made up of uh fluid? <laughs> and when that fluid escapes, uh well it it sprays. A lot of people have a, a mis a misconception if you will. <laughs> you know, a little bit of a misconception about how uh violent an explosive death can be. I think only uh, the director, uh, Paul Verhoeven, uh, you know, in his 80s masterpiece, uh, Robocop, really did a good job of actually exploring that. But, you know, that's just a personal opinion. You can read my blog. Are you aware of, um, of uh, the resting temperature of the human body? Um, well, uh, when the insides of that human body are uh, exposed to the uh, cold air, uh, they, that, that creates steam. Um, so when these, when these bodies explode... Uh, it, 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 it creates a smoke, a smoke screen, so to speak. The, the velocity of the cannonball hitting the body actually instantly cooks the meat, which is uh, <laughs> one of the reasons why your hand might be able to pass right through almost as though it's ribs falling off the bone at a restaurant. <laughs> you, you understand. It, 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 it is said that, uh, that, that this flying cooked meat would, would often land in the mouths of a uh, fellow shoulders. And, um, uh, well, you know what happens when uh, somebody gets a taste for human meat? Well, yeah. that's where stories of uh, cannibalism and um, werewolves. Werewolves, or as uh, some uh, of the local tribes uh, like to say, uh, the Wendigo or uh, Skinwalker. <laughs> um, and, and I don't have to tell you about their stats. <laughs> no, no, you've seen Supernatural, I'm sure. <laughs> so fucking, the only other time that uh, Zach gets really excited... Is that there is one female, a human female that has to talk about feeling something on her body. Oh, my God. And like she's I I mean, yeah, again, I'm not judging. She's the only traditionally attractive uh, docent. Oh, yeah, she's a cutie. 
that they meet and he has to hit on somebody and it's it's so so painful yeah this is one of the hardest scenes to watch with kate feet ham which <laughs> ouch <laughs> mm, pickled pig's feet yeah oh. so kate feet ham <laughs> had her uh luscious dark hair stroked by the ghost of captain kingsley and she is almost touched similarly by the vampire that is zach bagans because as kate is telling him about how women with long dark hair are usually touched here sensually and men are pushed did you notice how like aggressively he moves towards her like looking at her oh yeah in this scene while she's talking and then he seems to realize before he starts talking that he's being real weird and so he starts looking all around at anything else (laughs) before he jumps into his bedroom story. I think he realizes he's on camera. Yeah! <laughs> he's like, oh, I feel this vibe. Oh, can I... What, did he touch you like the? No, I mustn't! How about a story instead? Get her so hot for me. Mrs. Feet Ham. <laughs> Miss Ham! Miss, Miss Feet Ham. Feet Ham. This is just like me. Do you understand? <laughs> if you were to come into my bedroom, I would I would beckon thusly. <laughs> But if it was a man, I would push so hard. Yeah, because I'm definitely not gay. Not like my my friends over here. I'm like Nick. He's really good with men in beds. You want to know somebody who likes having men inside them? It's Nick. <laughs> Nick in his in his butthole because he's he's gay man. He's a gay man. Yeah, but me in my bedroom, if it's a chick, it's be- it's better left unsaid. <laughs> hey, you've been touched here. Uh, yeah, I felt hands running through my hair. Where exactly? Uh, I was sweeping over in that corner there by the uh, deerskin rug. We had a lot of complaints from visitors who come through, especially women with long, dark hair. Um, they usually say they can sort of, it feels like someone's touching them. Um, the gentlemen tend to complain that it feels like someone's pushing them, either down the stairs or towards the stairs, so. There's nothing different than this, what's going on here, than probably any other guy's bedroom. Exactly. If other guys come into my bedroom, <laughs> I want to push them the hell out. If girls come in there, um, we'll just leave it <laughs> I think if you look up the definition of a pained, suffering smile, <laughs> How, dude, someday we have to make a supercut of all the women doing the like the cornered smile. Yeah, the fucking like wide eyed, like wide, like I'm on camera. Can we get on with this? Oh, funny, funny guy. Zach thinks he's being very funny because he does not have the presence or empathy to understand when somebody's giving him a courtesy laugh versus <laughs> when somebody is actually enjoying themselves. Oh yeah. No. Any attention's good attention. So he thinks he's knocking out of the park as this as Kate Feetham is just like <laughs> okay. Okay. And we get such a good story from Sam. So they're they're asking him about the Sally Sally port where that's supposed to be the most haunted. Uh, as Dwight or Daryl, basically the same thing. Um, as he says, when they were reconstructing it, they had the workers had an instruction. If they found bits of a body, they were supposed to look for the rest of the body. Right. But they were not given extra time to do so, and they were still under like a time constraint to finish their construction. So they would just grind the bones up and use it for the mortar. Yeah. For the, for the bricks. Yeah. 
And so the, these these bones are sealed inside the walls. The walls are bones! So yeah, so fucking uh, Daryl sets this up. But Sam tells a story about how there's a ghost down there that is mm-hmm. a shadow person that when he opens his mouth out spews sulfur and fire and brimstone. <laughs> and it's just the most fucking nerdy Dwight Schrute shit. And they cut away to what looks like Daryl going, <laughs> going, hey! Like you can see Zach behind the camera just like, Daryl, just open your mouth. It'll be really cool. We're going to do a thing. And Daryl's like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is going to make Sam look so bad. I'm going to be chief dosing after this episode. Reminds me of that behind the scenes of Keanu Reeves screaming <laughs> on the set of the Matrix Revolutions or whatever, where he's like, ah, I, ah, I've never, I've never ah, seen that. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, it's great. Seeing individuals and extra shadows and one opens his mouth is the stench of brimstone and burning flesh. I mean, this is a great story. Uh, of, of, you know, seeing a shadow person who, like, belches in your face and it's like, ah, it's stinky. <laughs> like, very scary. But, I mean, there's not much else as far as setting up hauntings. And also, they're only talking to people whose job it is to tell ghost stories at this location. All this shit is, like, so hyperbolic. At least Sam has the wherewithal to be like, first of all, as he's telling this story about the belching brimstone boy, <laughs> Sam is still like deadpan level of like Stephen Wright. That's a close shave if I was ever have one. I mean, okay. It's like the people who have to be the guides on the fucking like jungle tour <laughs> in in Disneyland where they have yeah. to tell the same fucking jokes, you know, 10 times a day. Oh no, look out to our left. It looks like that hippo is about to charge. Hold on. I've got it. Pitchu. He he won't be doing anything uh stupid like that again, right? You could say he was a hungry hungry hippo. Oh god, that is what ah! <laughs> That's like nightmare gig. Fucking nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't like this. I don't feel good right now. I don't either. I have a stomach ache, to be honest with you. Meanwhile, Sam just wants to get back to his reenactment where he's apparently commanding uh people to put fucking cannons on the battlefield and stuff, which Zach yeah. interrupts and Sam gives a great like sideways fucking glance at like <laughs> Yeah. I do like I do appreciate what kind of character they're making Sam into. If, if the Instagram post is just 10 pictures of Sam, like, staring at the camera annoyed, I'll be pretty happy. Oh, no, there's too much. There's too many good ones. It is a smorgasbord of evil. It's a good word. Thank you very much, Smorgasbord of evil. <laughs> That's awesome. We do have to talk very briefly about a fun commercial segment. Nick gets a chance to uh, try and get people to go to TravelChannel.com to relive Ghost Adventures' most scariest moments. (laughs) Yeah. 
To take a deeper look inside Ghost Adventures, go to TravelChannel.com and check out some of our most scariest moments. A little, little, little more effeminately, I think, than it actually took place. <laughs> I don't want to be a Dave Schrader about this, sign up for the Patreon, but like he is so effeminate in his delivery. <laughs> he like puts his like little his, both of his hands up to his chest, like to relive our most scariest moments. Hmm. I imagine it was like he thought that that was going to be a practice run, <laughs> and he didn't know that like Aaron was filming. Yeah. And Aaron's like, yeah, no, we're good. And Nick's like, wait, wait, I don't get to do a segment. And he's like, no, I mean, we got it again. Again. What the fuck? <laughs> you you're a digital man. Take another take. Most scariest are relive our scariest moments. Look. Already, you take away, like, the, mm, our most scariest moments. Ooh. <laughs> I feel like this is this is Aaron being mean to Nick. Like, they did do multiple takes, but Aaron in his uh, cinematographer notes was like, all right, the take at 16 minutes and uh, 45 seconds. Yeah, that's the good one. That's the, that's the one where we got it. <laughs> Billy just used oh, this one to look at the rest. God. <laughs> yeah! That was awesome. I gotta, I gotta mention something in this fucking episode that absolutely infuriated me. Mm-hmm. They're in the area where they're looking at uh, these bones behind glass. Of course, because this is a site of some historical importance, and a lot of people did die. They do dig up. When a, a gentleman was building his house, they actually found a mass grave for Americans. And one of the first skeletons they found had a big grin. <laughs> so they called him the Grinner. Yeah. And they reconstructed, based off of the Grinner's skull, what his face would look like. It's horrible. It's the funniest. It's so bad. It's such a comedy cut to, like, the worst. <laughs> yeah. Aaron says it looks like Shaggy's brother from Scooby-Doo. It looks like Lord Farquaad from Shrek. <laughs> it's so bad. That doesn't infuriate me. That just made me laugh. What infuriated me was the fucking sign above all of this stuff on the <laughs> yeah. wall. And it says, CSI, colon, Fort Erie. Case file, colon, Snake Hill. <laughs> and it's in fucking CSI font with, like, the green... It, it is, like, whoever came up with that sign, I hate them and I want to bully them. Well, we know who came up with that sign, Eric. <laughs> that was, dude, was fucking Daryl! It was definitely Daryl. Daryl Learn was like, was like, dude, you know what, what show is really fucking good? CSI, dude. It's so good. I'm... Um, you know what show? Like, oh, sorry, that's not even his voice at all. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what show to get uh, body horror uh, and like the the trauma that people can go through, like in a murder, really good? It's a CSI. Okay, they do a lot of actual studies, and this was like Sam was on vacation. He took his first vacation in like five years, and so Daryl got slipped this past the approval process, and Sam came back and just gave him that withering look. Daryl's like. Um, we have to, um, we have to appeal to, uh, a wider audience. And, uh, you know what show is really popular? CSI. And, um, what do we have here besides a giant crime scene? 
<laughs> yeah, now technically it's a battleground, which is very different from a crime scene because all parties are technically consenting to be there as they are soldiers in war. But, but what if it was? Because it's basically the same thing. It's a mystery and Pew doesn't like a mystery. <laughs> And Sam Sam just comes walking around the corner as they unveil the sign, <laughs> like he's like eating like a beef a, a stick of beef jerky, and his mouth just opens. I just imagine him just he just stops chewing. Yeah, <laughs> and just stares. That's fourteen employees that quit since nineteen thirty nine. Do you think you'd be the fifteenth? No. Okay, just question. Zack overcomes his fear because they go to Snake Hill, even though he, it does make him Turtlehead just a little bit. Uh, what is it? Snake Hill or Snake? Snake Hill. Snake Hill. Your favorite word in the category. No. Snakes. I hope there's no snakes on Snake Hill. I hope that's what it's just called. Dude, the way Zack introduces himself, though. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> because Zack's, Zack just <laughs> knocks and the guy comes and he goes... Hello, my name is Zach. Okay. <laughs> That's his introduction. <laughs> and we're not camera salesmen. <laughs> oh, God. Also, like, the fear in his face seems real enough because in Vegas, you're shot already. 22s. That's what you use when you put in work. What? Let's, let's do a thought experiment. We, we are removing the knowledge of Zach Bagans from our existence. We, we Whoa, don't know hard. that this is a... Th I know. This is tough. But just picture. Just picture. You don't know what a Zach Bagans is. You don't know what a paranormal <laughs> show. You've never been to Vegas. If you open the door and you see through like your screen door Zach Bagans and he's just like, Hi, I'm Zach, okay? <laughs> Do you continue that conversation? No! Who answers doors? <laughs> I mean... I can't think of a scenario in which I'm answering the door for anybody. No one's coming to your door except for to sell stuff or to be weird at you. Unless you ordered food. Yeah. And maybe this is me and my family. Who stops by? Nobody stops by. That's weird. Don't stop by. We're not friends with those types of people. <laughs> and I'm not going to be. No! Could this be a doorway to the other side? Zach gets the same information that he got from the museum. Yes, they exhumed bodies there. It was a mass grave for Americans. And this gentleman has a plaque from the United States government thanking him for helping return these bodies to American yeah. soil. No, it's, it's from the Surgeon General of the United States. And he reads yeah. this whole, whole letter. And it, they yeah. start playing like patriotic... Like oh, taps and stuff. <laughs> and he reads it with great gusto. And then it cuts to a giant American flag flapping. It's so over the top. And then and that's when I realized, oh, we're not gonna get any good good taunting. No. Because you can't start with that. And then come out being like, hey, you stupid motherfuckers, come out! Yeah, hey, how did it feel to fucking lose, you losers? You lost, Thanks losers. for your sacrifice, idiot. <laughs> yeah, you sacrificed yourself for nothing. We're friends with the British now, nerds. What were you even doing, dummy? So, speaking of, speaking of, after they get done with Snake Hill, we get into the lockdown of Old Fort Erie. This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. 
I'm nervous. No! Where Sam is in his nighttime attire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Sam just deadpanning this whole thing. Aaron goes for a fist bump. And I am kind of shocked that Sam didn't just stare at the fist and then shake his head and just walk off camera. Just fucking cold punches him in the face. <laughs> he punches hard, doesn't he, on the knuckles? They get locked down and Zach is absolutely turgid. <laughs> I think he's just happy to be away from all the docents for as long as he can. We do know that Daryl is just like lurking in the shadows, ready. Like, <laughs> it's my time. I'm gonna be the best docent. <laughs> yeah. So Zach's first move is to pull out a trigger object. It, it it's a fucking half cannonball. He's like, oh, this probably killed people here. Probably burst a lot of torsos. Made a lot of people into shrapnel. And then he takes the the spooky speaking spell. Or the PX device. I don't know what the difference is. Well, this one, as he goes into details, this is the PX device where not only does it have a database of words. It has phonemes. <laughs> so we can go. This is not my challenge, but I am curious to put Zach on the spot to define what a phoneme is. <laughs> uh, I laugh as though I could say what a phoneme is. The actual definition of what phonemes are are super complicated. They're language specific. And there's lots of debate about what counts as a phoneme. Anyways, we don't have to <laughs> fucking get into phonemes. That's not what this podcast is about. It's about shitty on Zach. The whole point is it's so complicated that this... This double two double A battery powered device probably doesn't do a good job of encapsulating the entirety of English phonemes to the point where z- fucking ghosts can fluctuate their energy to go. Ah, ooh, ah, ooh, no, ah, bah, dude. Yet again, this is one of those situations where so like he he's explaining how this thing works, and I'm I'm heavily doing quotes in the air oh, yeah. when I say that. Oh, yeah. And every time he describes how one of these things works, it's, it continues to baffle me because they're like, they they create words from the database by fluctuating their energy output. And soldiers from the 1800s are not going to know how to fluctuate their energy to interact with a digitized language processor. It's the weirdest of all paranormal technology conceits <laughs> is this concept that ghosts, like are ghosts sound waves? How? Huh? I guess we can't, we don't know because we're not ghosts. Apparently ghosts but- know how to do this. We've talked about this before. Do ghosts, like, do they have a fucking tutorial? Do they have a... Is there, like, an instruction booklet that is being beamed? This is more complicated than handing a modern-day cell phone to a caveman and being like, text 
text, show us, te- communicate with us. And the caveman's like, uh, unga bunga. Uh, yeah, just smashes it on a rock. <laughs> Sees his own face reflected back in the screen and destroys yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> the caveman rips Aaron's arms off and then Aaron becomes that armless ghost who's just licking people. Oh, God. Even though Zach just said that it could know phonemes, it starts going, eh, eh, and they're like, what? What? And Aaron's like, I've never heard it do that before, yeah, bro. Yeah, and they're saying it says up, up, but it just sounds like a ghost going, uh, uh. <laughs> Stage fright. And, okay, so what What energy... Again, the, the PX device is the dumbest thing that they bring out, and all variations on it are horrible. Fucking Magnus, how do they work? The next EVP they get... Uh, outside of the kitchen, I believe it says uh, he's up there. They they're like later in the episode, we would know how true this EVP is. <laughs> God damn it! Of all the episodes, the EVPs in this episode in particular are really lackluster. Yeah, usually they get one EVP where it's like kind of clear. I didn't hear anything adjacent to what they say these evps say yeah they're all pretty boring but like they bring a mel meter out and it only triggers for like a second it goes like me and that's it <laughs> yeah. oh my god I, I i completely i forgot this scene for the majority of the lockdown there is so little to talk about because it's stuff like this where zach is just like oh i feel weird and the Mel meter goes, and then it's like, okay, <laughs> the lockdown itself is pretty boring. Well, <laughs> they they do take it to the next level. It was now time to take our investigation to the next level. How you doing, man? Doing well. You all dressed for the occasion, I see. <laughs> of course. <laughs> they fucking amp it up because they're letting Daryl learn King Docent know it all from hell. To come with them. And he is dressed to the nines. Oh, he is ready for the night. <laughs> he looks like a fucking a dandy fop ready to go out, out on the town. Yeah, he looks like Jack the Ripper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, indeed, good song. I'm ready to find the spirits of old. So I know that this is like, he's trying to get in for the investigation, right? He's trying to get into character, but like, do these people take a fucking break? I'm pretty sure these are just his normal clothes. But like, is that the same for Sam? Because Sam shows up too to lock them in and he's there all night and he's still in period dress. That's true. Like, do these people, do they, do they live there? Is this, is this their lives? Straight up, this is why the ghosts are upset. Because <laughs> they have to live with docents all the time. These ghosts are just hanging out, and it's like 9 a.m., the first tour, and they're like, fucking Daryl's walking them by. Yeah, and so this is where they exploded in big, meaty chunks, and the ghosts <laughs> are like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Dude, here he goes. Here he goes with the fucking cavity explosion story again. I died of an infection in my foot. Just, please, any other story. Can we get these people the fuck out of here? <laughs> it's like somebody who was actually, yeah, somebody who was actually hit by a cannonball, and every time they're like, he's like, oh, <laughs> they explode into shrapnel, 
And he just looks down at his hole in his chest and he's just like, fucking no, I just, I just, it hurt, I died. <laughs> and meanwhile, there the, the ghost that is, you know, said to open his mouth in a scream that smells like rotting flesh is really just some guy who just was like covered in flop sweat, opening his <laughs> mouth like, oh, I got to shit again. Oh. Because dysentery and diarrhea were the number one cause of death in those battles. Yeah, how many of these thousand people that died that night died of just <laughs> horrible 1800s shit? This has been a very diarrhea-heavy episode. <laughs> it's a diarrhea episode. Diarrhea Diaries. <laughs> the, the diarrhea... Well, there you go. There's the title. <laughs> Speaking of the Diarrhea Diaries, Zach has set up a nerve center, again, playing around with this concept, and thank God they don't have Billy Tully. And Zach and Aaron sit at the nerve center while they make Dwight go hang out in the kitchen. And they make Nick go into the, the bedroom because he's he's <laughs> great at using his ass to attract orbs and men. And Nick also, at one point, has a word that he can't say. Um, oh. He can't say the word reflected. He says reflected. <laughs> Nick by himself. And um, this is a creepy room. This is where Catherine came by herself. And she saw a man's face reflected in one of the windows. We get some good Nickisms too. Where he's like, uh, uh, did you die of a wound? <laughs> <laughs> did you eat bad oysters? Nick's whole segment. Let's just get it over with. Like, okay. he thinks he hears a voice in in this bedroom, and that's it. That's, yeah, that's it. He he, he gets one of the better, like, uh, scared faces uh, for, like, a cutaway to commercial break, and it's all for naught. Zach is like, dude, go closer to the bed. Dude, do it. And nothing happens. It's so boring. Yeah. The only point of interest, really, in this whole lockdown happens to Daryl. Well, and like right after Nick's sequence, it cuts to Daryl. And he's standing, he's standing in the kitchen, just like dumbfounded, just staring into a camera. And he's like, he doesn't know what to do doesn't know what he's supposed to do it's like a shot out of what we do in the shadows it's exactly exactly it's that kind of comedic timing oh my god he's so it's so funny he's just this doughy spanky just standing just <laughs> in the dark in period clothes yes in period clothes <laughs> with his top hat zach's like okay uh you should probably you should start talking and you should start provoking and stuff now and and daryl doesn't know what to say so he just goes with like almost kind of poetic it's like <laughs> i don't know if you're here or <laughs> if i can hear you but i'm sure someday i will because everyone's story <laughs> it's it's almost like something like a gruff cowboy should be saying over like the introduction to a movie you know what it is he's a fucking dungeon master this is the kind of stuff you come up with on the fly when, when you're trying to, like, add flavor to a game. In the city of Thandalin, <laughs> everyone has a story to tell. <laughs> and someday, yours will be told. <laughs> All right, roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> well, initiative gets cast and he gets fucking sneak attacked by a, a spooky hand. Dude, okay. So, 
Mm-hmm. If this is legit, again, this is too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Because he's looking and there is a shadow cast on the wall by the uh, infrared, which he shouldn't be able to see. Like a shoulder and an elbow and a hand. Yeah. And the hand pulls in and then the elbow pulls in and then the, like, the shadow moves. Yeah, moves out of frame. If that's legit, one of the best pieces of evidence they've ever captured, ever. Yep. Bar none. It is, in fact, on numerous top 10 best pieces of evidence that the GAC have ever gotten lists online. Really? Yeah. I I need... I need a... Oh! The Zapruder film. I need, I need the camera filming from the other direction showing that there's nothing walking in front of the IR camera. Well, Eric, I don't need anything because I have... Something on my head that gives me all oh. the confidence. Oh. Daryl might be wearing a top hat, but it's nothing compared to my fedora. Oh, <laughs> sharp. It is sharp, <laughs> and my kunai are ready. <laughs> okay. This just smells so much to me because the whole motion of the hand, Zach is just like, oh, you can see that the hand and arm come into frame and then it folds into and almost takes on a whole new shape as it moves out. And it really read to me as a PA, as yes. we established earlier, Yes. Gizzy the Glizzy Globler. <laughs> He's just coming back to set to see if they need anything. And he realizes his hand is in the shot and he goes, oh, yeah. whoops. And then they leave. It doesn't even look paranormal. It just looks like a shadow from a person. It looks like the bleh hand in that one episode where Zach yeah. is the only person that saw it where it's like, bleh. Like, this is yeah. the same thing. Fucking Rick Gizzy was coming back to set, realized that he, like, his hand was in the shot. It was like, oh, fuck. And, like, folded his arm up embarrassed, like, oh. Oh, my kunai have slashed this shadow. Fuck it. It's not good. Joel, I've got one better for you. Oh. So shortly after this, Aaron and Daryl go to the... The Sally Port with the Brimstone Belch Boy, yes. Yeah, Brimstone Belch Boy Sally Port. And Aaron is like, man, we should stay here longer, but it's time we go. And then they get an EVP that says... I am. Mm -hmm. Joel, I ain't fucking around. The fedora's on. I don't even have a sheath for my sword. <laughs> the sword is flying. The sword is going crazy. Joel, watch this, this clip again. Watch Daryl's mouth. It is Daryl making a response breath to Aaron, and it is on tape. Yeah completely clear right in front of you. Shing! 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 You and I met in a open field <laughs> surrounded by bamboo on a moonlit night. <laughs> our swords are at our sides, our fedoras on our hats. Are we going to do battle with each other? No. No. We stand back to back <laughs> and we slash outwards at this bullshit cavalcade of nothing burgers. <laughs> There's a bit of a ladder of blood right on my my fedora yeah <laughs> lands right on the like graphic of a dragon on the side <laughs> and they go 
<laughs> Better luck next time. As you smile, as this kind of the blood like wells up, drips off your fedora. <laughs> you hear me land <laughs> as my my barrage of kunai have spread across. <laughs> And Gizzy the Gl Gizzy the Glizzy Gobbler falls, his elbow stuck in the embarrassed movement mo movement of realizing he was on fucking camera. This episode's dumb. They send Daryl away, and then. They finish this episode with the worst thing ever. Fucking Chekhov's word gun is set up by Zach earlier with up, up. And then they go up as they're, as they're investigating the, the, the case with the skeletons. And this thing makes a bunch of noises that they say, says hit war, yell, I'm here, hit horrible, killed for it. Yeah, it, it sounds like. Let me see if I can get the the impression down, which is warlocks. It oh, it 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 it's nothing. Oh man, it's and nothing. And I love that that Zach's getting so emotional because at the end he's he's letting he's letting these. <laughs> These spooky speaking spells finish his sentence. We believe that the American soldiers' corpses found at Snake Hill were communicating and letting us feel their emotions, their rage. But somehow, in some way, I could feel that whatever spirit this was felt for being at and having to have. It's it's the it's a perfect ending to a flaccid lifeless dick of an episode this episode was filled with diarrhea and on the home stretch zach slipped in it and fell over with this ending monologue it's the worst oh fuck a little bit of this is obviously residual hatred because we are coming off of la palaza which is Honest to God, one of the greatest episodes of all all time. It's just obvious that this is a bad episode. Everything about it's pretty boring. And, like, the fact that that shadow is on so many lists of, like, top ten best evidence they've ever gotten makes me not excited. Not excited for the rest of the show. No! You're right! No! I don't... Oh, God! Because a couple of these lists include episodes, like, up until 2018. They better include Sloss Furnace. Well, so they didn't. That's the thing. I think that we, as we are a bit more critical, and we're not, like, buying in wholly... Because as you said, if it is real, that shadow is amazing. Right. But... Inference to the best explanation, it's Gizzy the Glizzy Globbler, who's just, like, <laughs> embarrassed. Yeah! And honestly, I think rating of this episode, this is a skip. I wouldn't even really watch it. The only fun, the, really the most joy I got out of, the, out of this episode is Sam just looking, like, <laughs> playing the game of, like, is Sam in the background of this, of this, of this shot? Yeah, take a shot anytime Sam shows up. You'll have a fun time. Take a shot anytime that Sam is looking directly into the camera. <laughs> what about you, Eric? Did you like this episode? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for you, man. Fuck yeah, this. fuck it. No, I don't like this episode. It did fly in the face of one of my theories. That usually when an episode is trash, 
They have a lot of skits. They didn't have any skits, really. Other than the vacation to Snake Hill, which isn't really a skit. No, the only skit type thing that happens is when Zack ruins the the canon movement uh, and Sam looks mad at him. And that's it. I think this episode was so bad that they were going to have a skit instead of the Snake Hill house visit. But then they showed up and Sam was like, no, you can't be part of our reenactment. They all looked at each other and they're like, fuck, man, do we have to like hang out with Daryl again? <laughs> I don't think I got it in me, man. I don't think we can do it. And Gizzy's like, hey, I could just drive the van down. We could like get some poutine or some shit. <laughs> Zach's like, poontang? Poontang? Oh, dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> well, oh. speaking of uh, a waste of time. <laughs> uh, no, speaking of fucking, yeah, Zach, just come fight us in the dark, you idiot. Yeah, dude. Dummy. Make something out of it. This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. I'm going to title this uh, assault Project Indocent Exposure. (laughs) Oh, yes. You and I, I think we've missed our calling. Because we are perfectly built... To be Zach Baggins' docents. <laughs> so what I'm planning is that you and mm-hmm. I, we, with our already encyclopedic knowledge of Zach, we go even deeper. We learn all the intricacies. But then we also start dressing like Zach, different periods of Zach. <laughs> And we start working at the at the museum. Yeah. <laughs> We're following Zach everywhere he goes. Everyone he runs into, we're talking. We're telling the most hyperbolic, trivial bullshit about Zach. He'll never get laid again. Yeah. He'll never sleep again. Zach will think right off the bat, oh, experts on me? That sounds great. But then two fat docent boys spiked hair affliction t-shirts start following him around like Tweedledee and Tweedledum he's gonna absolutely lose his mind and he will not be able to defeat us in a battle um uh it's so great of you to come to the uh haunted museum here in Las Vegas did you know that on September 14th in in 2011 on the USS Hornet investigation, Zach Bagans had a clam so good <laughs> yeah. that he said it made him clamgasm. Now, we presuppose that Zach actually has a sexual predilection for shellfish because of how hard they make his penis. <laughs> There are rumors, um, uh, rumors speculating his attraction to um, younger women. These are all false. These are all false allegations. Um, and now we're going to do a reenactment of Zach uh, getting a date with a of-age woman. Let us begin. There's one one potential hole I see in this, Eric. Yeah. Do you think Billy Tully would be our lead docent? Because his mouth is so firmly Mm. latched onto Zach's ass already. Listen, we're going to become such experts in Zachary. 
that that he's gonna fucking whimper and run away because we'll 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 first start by being really 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 nice to Zach and really just talking him up mm-hmm. and and soon he won't need Billy. We're going to replace Billy. Billy will be thrown to the curb. But that's when we take it too damn far. And it's a slow burn. And Billy Billy is just slinking outside of the, the museum like Gollum. <laughs> like, they stole it from us. <laughs> yes. yes. Filthy docents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I love plan. this image too because we can get our witches and warlocks in on it. We can get somebody who's cosplaying Richard Sennett. We can get some somebody cosplaying fucking Absolutely. Murray Silver. Yes, like all of all of the important people from Zach Life. Suddenly he like wakes up one day and he's just surrounded by all of the people he doesn't talk to anymore. Oh yeah, it's become it's it becomes like a play of a play of a play. It's just this weird, like, meta universe of his own life. And he's starting to realize what a joke it all is. Well, speaking of jokes, Eric, <laughs> and speaking of our encyclopedic yeah. encyclopedic knowledge of Zach Bagans, that's a perfect segue into my challenge. Oh. I think I know one weakness for real <laughs> that we can actually exploit okay. of Zach. After four seasons and of this show and a half season of Paranormal Challenge, sign up for the picture. Uh, uh, or don't. Please do. Uh, <laughs> after, after all this, there's one thing that I think that we actually have on Zach. He is, he's bigger than us. He's stronger than us. He's hotter than us. His hair is more on point. You know, okay. women want him. Men want to be him. <laughs> Yeah. You know, we can make fun of him for being afraid of snakes, but honestly, I'm not fucking with that or heights. Ew, gross. I'm not great with heights. You're not great with heights. No. But there's one thing that I know that we can beat him at, and he does not know that this is a possibility. Oh. We are funnier than he is. Ooh. And Zach, Joel. Zach has the curse of believing he's funny. <laughs> oh, after right. after so many years of cracking horrible dumb jokes in front of young women who are forced to smile because they feel uncomfortable i don't think that zach realizes how unfunny he is and i think the best judge we get we're we've already gotten into his inner circle through our docent program <laughs> our docent program <laughs> yeah we yeah. have begun staging full reenactments of each episode for him yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get ready to shoot uh our reenactment of season four episode 11 the old fort erie and i th- i sidle up to zach and be like you know what how about a little friendly competition? We have the harshest judge of humor possible. Watch us do jokes, and whoever gets him to laugh first wins. Oh no, is it Sam? Sam Stark, in full regalia, <laughs> stares blankly at us as we try and get him to laugh, and I know how I will win this immediately. Okay. 
Zach Bagans subtly bullied Sam Stark for an entire episode and called him Bluto behind his back and then released that on national television. <laughs> I bet that at least the, fr- the, the next couple of years with Daryl around, with Bluto <laughs> as a nickname, Daryl being like, oh, there goes Bluto. <laughs> I bet Sam was not having a great time at that reenactment anymore. So he's been holding on to this for a long time. So once we get to this comedy competition, I go with the tried and true simplest and easiest way to get somebody like Sam to laugh. It's goes back thousands of years. I look at Zach <laughs> and I just kick him in the dick. I, I, it was either that or shart. <laughs> well, Zach is going to, he's going to shart because of all of his clams afterwards. Sam is just going to oh. like, the dust is going to fall off the corners of his eyes. Like, <laughs> and you know what the beauty of this is, Joel? Hmm. At this point, we're his only friends. We have forced everyone out of his life by becoming yeah. the most experts on him following him everywhere, cock-blocking him at every turn, and he thinks, they're insufferable, they're ruining me, but but at least they're my friends. They're obsessed with me. And that's when we turn. <laughs> Just for a laugh. The, the single tear rolling down his face as he is like, oh, my balls, oh, my balls, as Sam is cackling <laughs> laughing not unlike bluto in the cartoons <laughs> <laughs> and and that is when we put the punctuation on zach's story because the reenactment has come full circle and his tale is over yeah and that's when you and i can we can we can finally leave our post as his docents and we just put Daryl in our place and we leave. Yeah. And <laughs> Daryl and Sam, that's it. <laughs> we were on either side of Aaron Goodwin. We both hold his hands and we big step out in the sunset. And we shut the door on, on the fucking old fort and lock it and leave. I really like this challenge. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. What a slog. Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. Okay, this episode sucked. The next episode promises a bit more fun. Okay. What do because we got? Because Witches and Warlocks, next time, we are going to Season 4, Episode 12, The Vasilla Axe Murder House. It is a house in Iowa where eight people were brutally murdered almost a century ago. These boys are swinging axes around, and it's a lot of fun. I can't wait. I can't wait. I, you know, anything, anything is 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 a a breath of fresh air after this one. (laughs) I don't see any docents. I see no neckbeards. Please, no docents. A Docents are my new least favorite type of person. I will be sad to not see Sam Stark <laughs> looking dead out in the camera. Non-plus. But uh, Witches of Warlocks, join us next time. 
We love you. You're the best. Fucking thanks for being there. I love you. No, I love love you too. I love you too. Very much so. Yeah. (laughs) All right, all you witches and warlocks out there. Thank you so much for listening. Eric and I, we really appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and iTunes by searching Come Fight Me in the Dark or at CFMITD. You can check out our Patreon for exclusive bonus content like our continued Paranormal Challenge series. Come fight me in the dark after dark for all the stuff that's too hot for the pod and new skits. And that's at CFMITD as well. Send us an email at comefightmeinthedark at gmail.com with any questions, stories, and fan art. We, We love hearing from you. So thank you so much for listening and have a good night.